I feel like my Marcel, um, I think he could possibly be your friend. Well, he's way better than Majestic Molly. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. try to bother you out of like selfishness. He just really needs help he needs, with his he yeah, needs the with invisible his ladder. Maybe he's a yeah. little forgetful. Oh, I mean, if he constantly oh. locks himself out, yeah. Locks himself out. That doesn't necessarily mean he locks himself out of the house. What if he's just like in front of your driveway <laughs> and you're coming home and he's like miming a box and he's like, oh no. I can't get out. You know how mimes yeah. are always like, come here, interact with me. Maybe that's what it is. Like, hey, come here, give me my uh, ladder. Let me out what, of this invisible box that I put myself in. Let him out of the box and then you come back in the morning after, still after you go to bed and he's fucking dead in there because he ran out of air. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Detective Dan is in your bushes. He's like, a negle- <laughs> uh, neglectful manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fucking uh, griffin comes out and eats Detective Dan. <laughs> oh no, not the griffin. <laughs> oh, this neighborhood sucks so bad. Feel but, bad for, but Guru, for Guru Gary is the only one not <laughs> in the drama. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> What is going on, my Weeb and Weebats? Welcome back to another episode of the Weeb Power Hour, the show where we have a roundtable discussion on the latest news and topics in the anime and manga world. Uh, I'm your host, Peter, and with me are my co-hosts for the show. Uh, the man to my right, uh, Lance. Hey, guys. Almost forgot your name for some reason. Uh, and the lady to my left, uh, Plinchy. Thanks. You really didn't have Hello. to say that. It's been, it's been a long time. Peter? Two weeks since our it's last, you know, recording. Penis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all awesome No, 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 no that's not right. Uh, oh, wait, that's <laughs> Pedro. Retep? <laughs> tepid dino? <laughs> Listen, AI tepid dino, excuse you. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm a fake. You guys talked uh, about that on the podcast? Yeah, Have we, we talked? Oh, yeah, no, we've talked the. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not on there. Holy shit. Yeah, I remember how the podcast you're part of. Yeah, no, yeah. we talked about how Peter's actually dead, and me and you are just talking to an AI right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you release my uh, my cover my cover songs, you know, it really, it truly is, looks like I'm dead. So. Uh, but <laughs> welcome back, guys, to another episode. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded, uh, but we're back. Uh, we're in to go with a whole bunch of stuff to talk about for uh, the fall season. Uh, but uh, first up, let's hit the latest news of the week first. A lot of shows that are uh, fan favorites here on the podcast are finally getting the next uh, production news. So Layback Camp or Euro Camp uh, is getting a season three and it is set for April, 2024. I, me and Lance thought this thing was done after that movie. It really felt like it was, uh, they, they cleaned everything up. I mean, they were older and uh, felt like there wasn't really much adventure left, but uh, we're getting a season three. They look a little bit older and uh, yeah. it's, new studio too it's not c station anymore it's uh oh. it's gonna be 8-bit so i think 8-bit does the one for slime uh blue lock and uh, a couple of other shows that uh that we liked over the past couple of years so uh technically kind of moving on up but i guess we'll see uh how it goes uh with this season three 
And then another show uh, that was a fan favorite last year, Boji the Rock, uh, finally reveals their visual and trailer oh, and shit. a premiere date. Uh, so uh, we talked about this before. Boji the Rock was getting a movie, and now we know exactly what's going to be. So in 2024, they're going to split the movie into two parts, one in the spring and one in the summer. Uh, not sure how long each part would be, but uh, I assume it's going to be pretty substantial uh, size because Boji the Rock has been gaining popularity uh, quite a bit. Uh, I keep seeing like new Japanese magazines and uh, Boji the Rock is still very popular uh, getting cover arts and interviews and uh, stuff like that. And I think they released a couple of new songs uh, a couple of months ago too. So uh, the Boji the Rock train is uh, definitely uh, definitely going. Definitely got that K on generation energy. Yeah. I think it fits the the new generation too with the fucking uh, social anxiety uh, that Bochi has. So yeah. And then in final news, haven't heard about this show in a very long time. But finally, Burn the Witch uh, is getting a new world premiere. I don't know if it's a season or it's just a OVA. I thought they were done. Yeah. No, they promised us. Well, I've uh, seen they a lot said. of they promise a lot of things. <laughs> they said <laughs> I told you I'd never let you back in to hurt me again. <laughs> here you are. Hey, here you are. Uh Burn the Witch uh number point eight. Uh I uh, guess it's a, a manga prologue of, of everything. I'm not entirely sure what we're going with with the uh, with this new Burn the Witch, but we don't have to wait too long to to see it. It's going to be premiering December 29th of this year, and it's going to be a world premiere. So we, you know, it's uh, all streaming platforms are going to get this uh, at the same time. Yeah, so definitely a lot uh, to look forward to uh, towards the end of the year. I mean, most of our shows will be hitting there. Their final climaxes, uh, spy, spy families getting their movie on Christmas Day. Uh, and, uh, this, this, uh, Burn the Witch is, uh, getting a world premiere on the 29th. So a lot of stuff, uh, to enjoy for this fall season. Uh, but with that, that is the latest news of the week. Uh, if there's any news articles you guys want us to check out and talk about on the podcast, you can always email us at thewepower.gmail.com or, uh, hit us up on our social media. Uh, we'll check it out and then uh, maybe we'll talk about it on a future podcast. Uh, let's move on to our next segment of our show. Uh, no media roundup this week. Uh, there was no nothing extra that we watched uh, over the past couple of weeks. We've just been trying to get through this entirely massive list of uh, shows that we voted in this season. Uh, hopefully we can trim that down later uh, in the podcast. But uh, until then, uh, let's hit up our usual... A game here that we like to play here on the Wii Power called Take 5. Here's how the game works. Uh, every week we have uh, a topic and five things pertaining to that topic and then we put five minutes on the clock and then we get to see what is the best and what is the worst of those five things. This week we're I got ChatGPT back again uh, to give us uh, wacky fictional neighbors and their best and worst traits and we're going to rank from best to worst uh, which one we would uh, we don't mind uh, living next to. So, uh, here are the five these fucking names. Okay, uh, Salsa Sue. Her best trait: uh, hosts lively salsa dancing lessons for the neighborhood. Her worst trait: the music's on full blast at all hours, even during sleep. Uh, Already next, the worst. Your next wow. neighbor. <laughs> I want to kill myself. 
Uh, starting strong. <laughs> garden Guru Gary. Uh, his best trait maintains a beautiful community garden like with exotic plants. Uh, his worst trait occasionally conducts mystical rituals that summon unexpected guests. What does that even uh, mean? <laughs> never know what that means. Uh, the next one, uh, Detective Dan. His best trait solves neighborhood mysteries and hosts detective themed parties. But his worst trait, regularly uses your backyard for stakeouts and investigation boards. Uh, oh, oh wow my God. That's so fucking the bad. emphasis here i see is definitely on the worst trait yeah um <laughs> yeah. the next one is uh my marcel his best trait brings what? laughter with silent comical performances his worst trait accidentally locks himself out and constantly asks to borrow your invisible ladder <laughs> That's not so bad. Uh, and then the final neighbor. Why does he need his ladder? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't uh, he needs a ladder to break his window so he can get inside? <laughs> Chat GPT doesn't know how houses work. Yeah. Or mimes in that. What sense. if he like, has no sure he house and he just ladder. is like homeless and he's just pretends like he needs to get into a house that's not real? <laughs> Maybe he gets into a container like how your sim uh, player lived in. Well, that's right? a legit. Like, I had a freaking. <laughs> that was a fucking. Dude. Yeah, you had a little peephole and everything. So yeah, that was legit. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, majestic Molly. Her best oh, trait God. raises a variety of mythical pets like unicorns and giraffes, or griffins. Sorry, I don't know why I read that as giraffes. And uh, worst trait, pets uh, occasionally escape, causing magical mayhem in the neighborhood. Uh, so, imaginary five minutes are on the clock. And uh, let us uh, rank the best and the worst neighbor of these five. I just want to highlight that some of these say occasionally, and one of them says all the time at all hours. At all hours. <laughs> at all yeah. hours. Literally, and then there's regularly every so. second of the day there is salsa music blasting. Yeah. So in terms of frequency. The most is Salsa Sue with her music. The second is my Marcel, who constantly gets locked out. Detective Dan regularly, regularly uses, your, uses your backyard, which I attribute to being at least on the daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, At least or, the mime asses you for the ladder. So it feels like, you know, you're doing some kind of duty where the detective, he just, just, he just already in your backyard. There. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say daily, because Salsa Sue is daily. Detective Dan and my like Marcel secondly. sounds like a monthly or twice a month. Kind Detective, of thing. Yeah. I guess depends so. how many mysteries are in your neighborhood. I how know, many like people how are, like, mysterious and crime-ridden is this neighborhood that we're living in? I think the neighborhood might be the real problem, Detective Dan's case. Yeah. Well, okay. you could get away with a lot of stuff because saucy music is blasting at all hours, so no one can hear you kill or steal stuff. I think Detective Dan might be the worst one because he'd probably the person he's sticking out and trying to investigate is probably actually me. And I what can't the fuck? get caught. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bad one. So I would hate to live next to him. He'd definitely expose me. The occasionally stuff sounds like once or twice a year. Whoa. Maybe less. Okay. Maybe That's every other I month I, is what I figure. Oh, these guys are really bad then. They're probably like somewhat bad. So, yeah. So, I got to assume month, that month. the law enforcement has no interest in actually telling them to stop. No, God, no. We've why, never, why would they? We've never been in a world where everything was normal. So, it could be <laughs> anything. Yeah. 
Lawless. <laughs> Lawless. Oh my god. The only law around is Detective Dan, clearly. He doesn't even solve like He doesn't any even crimes. have his own office. He's using our backyard. <laughs> this guy sucks. Yeah, he puts his fucking, his sucks, fucking investigation yeah. boards in the back. He probably it's probably he's, like he's probably delusional. He only has a detective hat and no pants. Oh god. You mean he's a he's a fucking um <laughs> exceptionist? So I think yeah. Detective Dan is the worst and Salsa Sue is the immediate second. Just wow. because they directly affect like personal property and constant hours. I can already oh. envision Salsa Sue and I actually think I hate her more than Detective Dan. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like not because only it can not only is a constant, <laughs> but also I feel like I wouldn't like her as a person. <laughs> She's doing that to us. <laughs> Detective Dan has like good intentions. Salsa Sue is just She's probably like ignorant to that bitch. fact. Like, I don't know. She just does it, but doesn't realize it's actually bothering people. Like she just what thinks all people like salsa. Detective Dan stinks. What if he smells? Oh, if he stinks, well, that changes outside. a lot of things. And I, I don't like Detective Dan. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing if you know he's in my yard and maybe he smells nice, but if he stinks too. Oh boy. I mean, just, yeah, it's a stakeout. He can't move. So he literally just grabs a whole bunch of snacks and drinks and he just sits there. Is that what you think he detective does? He's probably sticking yeah. out to watch Salsa Sue dance. Ew. <laughs> God, That's I would just want to move out of this neighborhood. You're saying multiple of them live in this neighborhood? I want to get out of here. Oh, are we not in like oh, the center of a like cul-de-sac? Co- yeah, and we're, we're in a just cul-de-sac like... and we're just flanked on all sides by these guys? Yeah. Yeah, pretty we're much. At, like, one of us is a homeowner sitting somewhere else and being like, okay, let's vote. Which one's your worst neighbor? Tell me about them. Yeah. Yeah, I would go with Detective Dan. No one's talking about um, Garden Guru uh, Gary. He's fine. Who I actually think is not that offensive because maybe he mystically summons unexpected guests, but then like how bad are the guests? Is he like summon Adolf Hitler? Like. It's just unexpected, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was thinking. What if it's a know. historical person? Yeah, like, from time, like from any part of like time. alien or something, and the alien just kills everybody. Then I guess that's pretty bad. But if it's just like, oh, he unexpectedly summons his cousin from like Italy, then okay, like whatever. Okay, yeah. So, so it sounds like Garden Guru Gary's. Uh, it's probably the best. Yeah, like and his garden one. is probably really cool and. It's cool because I don't have to maintain his garden or clean up after because I imagine the leaves must be crazy. <laughs> well, he he maintains a community garden, so anyone can have a shot at the community garden because it's, I assume there's like vegetables. Oh, community. Holy shit, he's the best. Oh, and it's a community can, garden. That's amazing. Yes. So, you can pick out whatever you want, I guess, you know. As long as he's not like a... At least he's not trying to like push his plants on us like hey man you really should put this like yeah if it's not like weird or intrusive or there's no harassment of like you didn't you didn't do this the proper way give me shit for it you know my daffodils i think he's a chill dude it seems like you didn't close the gate (laughs) (laughs) you dog beat in my bushes again those things cost more than your dog you're fucking detective dan peed in my bushes again what the fuck's wrong with you yeah yeah i think garden guru gary is the best because his worst trait is not that offensive. Not that offensive. No. And guests imply that he's bringing it to his own place. Yeah, he's not so forcing unless, them on anyone else. Unless they're playing music like salsa Sue. Even even then, it's like, oh, where's that music coming from? Oh, it's 
garden guru gary when's the last time you that can happened? hear his music three months ago it's fine yeah yeah three- maybe i'll go check <laughs> you out just have a calendar of all the dumb shit that's happening in your neighborhood <laughs> uh, it's been three months since garden gary i tried keep to a tally mark me. on all these fuckers <laughs> yeah. maybe i want to go check out who he invited who he summoned <laughs> maybe i wait and make sure that you know it's not like a serial killer or something i guess that's like the only scary thing being well you like, wouldn't know because serial killers look like everybody else why do you get closer to mike <laughs> you try to suggest important? something is this important detective dan is on the case well if he did summon a serial killer detective dan would probably catch him or die or die yeah no one said he's a good detective that's true neighborhood mysteries die. doesn't really like <laughs> tell me that he can solve like high class yeah i know it doesn't exactly say no he says he does solve neighborhood mysteries um but the only person would see detective dan die is probably my marcel and then my marcel wouldn't be able to tell anybody (laughs) (laughs) stabbing him (laughs) (laughs) digging the fucking grave (laughs) speak marcel speak it won't kill you you. fucking speak it's against his will. But on that note, though, I think my Marcel might be the second best. No one can see you, No again with the hands. That's like two or three podcasts in a row. You keep doing these I, fucking I hand gestures. Like, I feel like my Marcel, um, I think he could possibly be your friend. Well, he's way better than Majestic Molly. In comparison. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. try to bother you out of like selfishness. He just really needs help he needs, with his he yeah, needs guess, the with invisible his ladder. Maybe he's a yeah. little forgetful. Oh, I mean, if he constantly oh. locks himself out, yeah. Locks himself out. That doesn't necessarily mean he locks himself out of the house. What if he's just like in front of your driveway <laughs> and you're coming home and he's like miming a box and he's like, oh no. I can't get out. You know how mimes yeah. are always like, come here, interact with me. Maybe that's what it is. Like, hey, come here, give me my uh, ladder. Let me out of this invisible box that I put myself in. Let him out of the box and then you come back in the morning after, after you go to bed and he's fucking dead in there because he ran out of air. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the detective Dan is in your bushes. He's like, a negl- uh, neglectful manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fucking uh, griffin comes out and eats detective dad <laughs> oh no not the griffin <laughs> and salsa sue's dancing and like, dancing and like the, in just the dancing yeah. and laughing having yeah. fun oh this neighborhood sucks so bad feel but, bad for, but guru, for guru gary is the only one not <laughs> in the drama gary. yeah <laughs> okay so then that i guess that means majestic molly is your average she's in the third slot yeah i also think if we're living in a world where all this shit can happen and they're still here then maybe (laughs) maybe your house can survive whatever you're like the worst one in this neighborhood with all these guys like look at you and like that neighbor sucks man oh she does look at us and judge us all day long for how we want to live our lives that's your worst trait just judgmental uh, my house is just one giant window in the middle of the cul de sac so I can and, uh, look uh, at everything. And it has like one like window blind so you can like peek oh, over and like judge Hell them. yeah. <laughs> a fucking yeah. glass house. You just it's stare like the, out. The part of the house that sticks out so it's like a half a semi-sphere, you know, but it's just a, a window. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'd be judgmental, Joe. Hmm. 
I like that. Okay, well, <laughs> on, on that note, uh, how does this look? Do we need to make any changes? Anything that feels wrong? Or does it no, look I good? I mean, that looks, that looks pretty good. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it not ironic how the one who wants to actually help is the one that we hate the most? Detective Dan. Does that not say a lot about the world? Like, what if he solves, like, your missing ladder? I know who took my ladder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these these mysteries sound like everyone knows what's happening. Yeah, and he's just trying to make it a big deal. Oh. Sounds like such a nuisance. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he calls himself Detective Dan. Detective Dan, let me use your bed. Everyone else, I feel like, burned their names. I feel like Detective Dan is the only one who maybe gave himself the name <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, okay well on that note i guess we can uh close this one up and uh give you the results for uh best to worst wacky fictional neighbors uh that i guess we would kill uh no. uh <laughs> no i mean i would never say that publicly we like to sit at our window and watch them and judge okay. them okay <laughs> Uh, all right. Starting at fifth place, uh, Detective Dan. Fourth place, Sass, uh, Salsa Sue. Uh, third place, Majestic Molly. Uh, second place, My Marcel. And then at first place, Garden Guru Gary. Uh, so let us know down below uh, if you agree with these rankings and uh, which of these neighbors uh, would you want to live next to. Uh, but with that, uh, we're finally here. At the final segment of our show, it is the We Power Our Spotlight of the Week. Uh, so there's going to be about two weeks worth of talk because uh, we watched some shows last week and then watched some shows this week. Uh, we're not fully caught up on everything, but for the most part, at least the main shows uh, we're, we're fully caught up on. Uh, before we get started with the trivia board, uh, let's talk about any more shows that need to get dropped uh, from this list. Anything that stood out to you guys that the show did not do enough that you did not want to see another episode. So free run is, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely not going to go. Yeah. Wow. What a suspense that you put there. Um, uh, uh, well, we haven't hit the three episode rule for any of the other ones. Except I, Shangri-La. Shangri-La is already yeah. at, yeah. It's already at four actually now. I have an idea for who I might want to drop in the future, but I do want to still see more from them. Okay. And that is That's a that's a yeah. secret. I want to know. I'll I'll tell you mine. I'll, I'll bring up the kids at the front of the class, give them a warning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, the, if you make contact eye contact with them then oh, you're the one who's volunteering. No, I've got a list of like okay, you guys need to do better. Or oh, shit. You have a shit list. God damn. Um uh well, how do we feel about Stardust Telepath? Uh, pretty Middington. That, that's the one that I'm like I think if even I see a couple more episodes, I still feel like it'll be about the same of what we saw in that first episode. Uh, I don't Just really a see lot it of Yuri. getting better. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the alien mm-hmm. girl isn't as fun as I would want out of a, like a four-girl coma kind of style comedy. Yeah. Already, I kind of felt like I was getting tired of the their dynamic, which was one is really fun and the other one just is like a snail a loser always in her yeah. shell yeah yeah which you know that's a bread and butter dynamic but i've seen it like a million times yeah she's really dependent on the alien girl uh you so like 
I don't know. The, those kind of characters take a long time to like uh, evolve and get out of their shell and uh, get them to be their own independent character. And uh, I don't know. It is so, the prettier looking, one of the prettier Yuri's though for this season. Yeah, the animation was excellent. Yeah, for sure. So the character designs are cute too. If you guys want to give another another week or two, we can we can do that. I was just trying to see if I can like slim the list down a little bit for you guys and make it more manageable to to watch a week in a week I mean, out. That one's on my list. But if you guys don't have to watch keep watching, it. <laughs> we don't have to keep watching it either. I, yeah. I think that so we're what, also what? in a pretty tough spot right now where there's a lot of anime. Yeah, and we're playing catch up right now, which that makes it even harder. So it's almost like we're watching double the episodes right now. It does. The ones I'm pretty meh about, at least for the ones that we've been watching, is Stardust Telepath. Kingdoms of Ruin. Ron Kamanohashi's Forbidden Deductions. Oh, the detective one. Mm -hmm. And Firefighter. Yeah. Firefighter was... um, This episode was a pretty meh. It it was like... Uh, let me teach you firefighting 101. Yeah, it was. Uh, so let me teach you like. everything about what me, about firefighter terms and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I mean, that was cool, but we're also, also really behind on that one. We could mm-hmm. just like catch up on that one really quick and then see where you're at because we're th- that one's on episode four already, firefighter. So we're only on episode two of that one. So could watch I think that it's a really bad quickly. Enemy. It's just uh, it's like the same when we were watching the police one. Like, it's interesting. They do it well. It's really informative. It's a really good insight to the things that people have to do, but also... Not enough it's drama. anime. It's so anime. Oh. To, to me, it's pretty anime for me, so I'm like, oh. Yeah, there's definitely... Like, it's um, very serious. Yeah, it's like that duality of, like, very anime, but also, like, the main character, he's such a shonen protagonist. Uh. Uh-huh. In yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A super shonen protagonist in a a hyper real life occupation. Yeah. And that just seems kind of a weird like juxtaposition. Yeah, I felt really weird with the most recent episode that we watched with with how much emotions it made me feel. Not that I didn't want to, but it was also like this is just training. But I mean that's the point, like to show the severity, I don't know. Maybe not just vibing. So it sounds like no drops yet then. Try to give these shows another week. I wouldn't mind keep watching to keep watching the firefighter, but I wouldn't be against dropping it already as like something we talk about on the podcast. Okay. We can always watch the the next two episodes and then see from there or not watch it at all. Save it for the back burner. Probably save it for the Because we background. still have other shows to... Because I can, I can already... Let me put it this way. Once we get to like or did the... did we drop that? Once we get to Jeopardy, I don't really want to talk about Firefighter. <laughs> yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah, or Stardust Telepath. Or, for me, Forbidden Deductions. I'm I'm so over that. Yeah, I mean, whatever you guys want to stop watching, you know, it's, uh, it's the time to, to say it now. Because if not, then I'm just going to keep playing it everywhere. So Kingdoms of Ruin. Ruin is definitely a keeper. Um, one hundred percent. Uh, I'll fight everybody off. Keep <laughs> that okay, forbidden deductions. That's just that's just gonna be. I'm okay with dropping forbidden deductions. I've already read it, so all right, I, I can let go forbidden deductions. Walk to the front of the class and leave the room. Get out of here. Okay. Anything else? 
Uh, probably Kingdoms of Ruin. Yeah. I'm, like, really? I yeah. I, I'm, wow. I feel Why like... you want to keep shit-talking it? I feel... I've told myself that I'd be more positive now that I'm 30, you know? Like, I should stop being so negative. <laughs> so, I'm going to cut all the negativity in oh, my life fuck. and cut this one out. <laughs> okay. Um, but in particular... Character growth? I think... I think this anime is is kind of hard to say something is trying too hard without like watching it until the end. But my impression <laughs> is that it's trying too hard to be a comic got kill. Yeah, I mean it's your edge show of the season, so they have to make the character as brooding as possible, and they just keep reiterating how much he lost. Right? Like, it, I, I think we saw that witch girl get shot in a flashback i think like four or five times in that second episode like you just kept thinking about her over and over yeah uh, just to really home it in all right so it looks like we'll hold on to everything else for now yeah yeah okay mm -hmm. maybe i should have showed you guys the next episode of ragnar crimson and see if you guys would have been willing to drop that one that's a that's a very good point did you watch it? yeah i'm all caught up on all the the shows already <laughs> well, oh what do God. you think do you think we'd like it uh, with the way you guys... We didn't like episode one at all. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't uh, like it at all. Episode that's one slash two, that, that thing was like a two-parter, man. Oh, that's yeah, right. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, an hour, like almost an hour, hour episode. That sucker. Uh, I would probably drop it. If you guys are already dropping Kingdoms of Ruin, I think I, I don't think Ragnar Crimson is going to really uh, get your guys' blood boiling for, uh, for a conversation about it. Well, did you feel like the one hour special that they did was well justified used. justified no no oh. no okay then really. that's all i need to hear i don't even need to watch the other episodes i still i still believe fucking that that hour episode wasn't worth the the payoff you know like what do we learn in the hour that they could have been told within a couple of weeks uh kind of thing so feeder on the other hand you know, we got to see pretty much like a whole, like an hour's worth of content the first, you know, first week. And it told us everything, you know, yeah. it told us like who these characters are, you know, what kind of uh, setup we're going to have throughout the episodes and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of character uh, lore as well. So, yeah, but that looks like the list that we have for now. Guess we'll run with this until uh, next week and see how you guys do from there. The, the nervous smiles that, that is happening I'm, around I'm right looking now. at Sardis Telepath like mm. another week <laughs> could have it for another week I was looking That's at the one I did a watch I was looking at 100 girlfriends and I was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> what could drop it those are two animes that are really well animated for their it's, first episode yeah it was like that was it was really good. well done alright I'll give it another week yeah I'll give it another week that's what I'm hearing uh okay looks like uh that'll be it for what we're gonna drop for this week uh we'll see how the list looks uh next week as well but until then uh let's talk some anime uh so we'll hit the trivia board uh to see uh what the question would be uh if you guys can roll your dice uh, see who gets to pick the categories uh did a little refresher, so Pokedex entry and world record are nice and full again. Uh, and I have a new category this week. Uh, I'm calling it Fabricated Light. Uh, basically, uh, I made a fake uh, light novel title, uh, and you just have to figure out amongst the four uh, which one is the fake one. 
So pretty easy. Shouldn't be too bad. Fifteen. Eight. Fifteen. Okay, so Plinchy, pretty rare for you to win uh, your dice rolls, but looks like you get first pick on the category. I rolled on Google. All my physical (laughs) dice are downstairs. Oof. Well, I normally lie about my dice. (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, All right, what category would you like first? Uh, I want to see Fabricated Light for 200. Fabricated Light for 200. All right, just warn you now, some of these tiles are quite long, so... uh, I would be disappointed if they weren't. I'd be like, those (laughs) ones are the fake ones, if they weren't. (laughs) Uh, All right, here we go. Fabricated Light for 200. Which of these light novel titles is fake? A. Because my toilet turned into a dungeon, taking care of my business has become too difficult. B. Backstabbed in a backwater dungeon, my party tried to kill me, but thanks to an infinite gotcha, I got level 9,999 friends and am out for revenge. C. I was reincarnated as a doormat in a fantasy world, and my epic quest involves avoiding footprints, welcoming strangers, and unraveling the mysteries of the mat. And D. The Invisible Shovel. Wave motion shovel blast. Yeah, kachoom. Sorry, which one are we looking for? The fake or the real one? You're looking for the fake one. There's three real ones and one fake. So the re- the rest are real. Are you serious? Which one <laughs> is fake? Oh my god. <laughs> um. I'll bite. Uh, <laughs> Blinchy, what is your answer? Uh, B, backstabbed in a backwater dungeon. Uh, you are incorrect that is a novel pretty good actually has a manga version as well uh lance i can definitely see b being um being a real light novel that one was definitely not on my radar i do uh-huh. think i do think that um being reincarnated as a doormat is just a little bit too weird a little useless i'm trying to think of like a niche like what audience would think that could be possibly sexy and i don't think being a Oh God! Wait, what am I thinking? That's definitely that's being stepped defi- on. That's definitely up there. Uh, I'm still gonna say C. Well, sir, good job following your gut because you are correct. It is. I was reincarnated <laughs> oh, as a doormat in a fancy ward, and my epic quest involves avoiding. I feel like I know the light novel. The you know what the title the looks like uh, of the kachow. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the Invincible Shovel, which from my research apparently is a pretty pretty decent light novel. But yeah, they had all the uh, stuff in there on the Kajum and everything. So uh, good job there, Lance, spotting out the fabricated light novel. Uh, that means you get first pick uh, at the anime uh, that we get to talk about this week. Which show would you like to spotlight first? Uh, I really want to talk about Shy. Okay, Shy. First episode. Waiting for this one to come out. And I really liked it. I think that superheroes are definitely hot on the market right now. You know, a couple of decades ago, I think it was zombies were like really hot on the market for TV mm-hmm. shows. And a lot anime. of zombie shows. And mm-hmm. superheroes are definitely um, no small part. It. Thanks to like Marvel. And then my hero of course for anime mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it just feels like everyone just wants to get in on the superheroes and uh this one was pretty good i really like um the the powers of the characters i like the personalities um and uh that first episode i think it really got me hooked and i want to know and see more okay okay 
very uh rare uh kind of review because most people are uh, not digging this show uh currently is at 6.94 so i uh, can't imagine why it pretty much has everything that you would think a first episode would attract yeah i think it's maybe using my hero as a parameter for like how you compare it to but you know reading the first couple uh volumes of this one it's a hard comparison to compare uh my hero to this show it's uh definitely and like superhero is like the only thing i feel like is the connecting tissue uh between those two shows too so i right. feel like that comparison is pretty hard to to make but that might be why it has a low score cuz I mean, you're right. Everything it had in the first episode, she had a pretty big falling out already from the get-go, out the gate with the the girl getting uh, whiplash in the roller coaster, and uh, it looks great too uh, mm-hmm. in the animation. I, I was, uh, I I had a feeling like maybe like this kind of this kind of storyline might get shafted a little bit because it's not a my hero shonen uh, type story, but uh, it looked really good for his first episode. Also, uh, Spirits is adorable. Every time I see her on this, uh, I'm like, oh, you're you're just an adorable drunk. Mm-hmm. I def- I'm most excited to see the other heroes because so far, I love stereotypes. You know, when they're done. <laughs> One hero know, per a, country. Yeah, I, when they're done in like, um, of course, you know, stereotypes have like, they're rooted in just uh, assumptions about a culture. But uh, I like when they're done in like a a playful way that like highlights like the better qualities of a culture because of course you know spirits is Mm -hmm. oh russia and they drink a lot drink a lot but she's also really friendly and she's super um she has like that big sister like you can depend on me kind of energy and i think Mm -hmm. that takes like the stereotype of like oh she's just an alcoholic that gets drunk all the time and is russian and that elevates it to um she's somebody who is mature um mm-hmm. who uh shy who's much look, older than her yeah who's, yeah who's older she's an adult and shy is a, yep. still a child hero yeah and so yeah. she's uh, someone that shy can look to um as a role model um yeah she has sure. she has like wise qualities to her and i really i really like so far these two characters that we've gotten yeah hopefully you know I didn't, you know, I didn't get too far deep, but yeah, the, the way they use, cause stereotypes always has like a little bit of truth into it is never like completely false. So, yeah. uh, some of the, you know, some of the ways they connect these characters to their countries is really fun. And, uh, some of them are, you know, either, you know, what made that country popular or there's like a, a popular, uh, a person of interest, uh, from that country. Uh, that they can reflect their 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 superpower persona and their and their powers. Uh, I think they do a pretty good job in it. So hopefully you guys uh, will get to see more uh, in the next couple episodes. Uh, okay, looks like that's about it for Shy. So let's uh, move on back to the board. Lance, you have one of the last trivia questions, so you get next pick on the category. Which one would you like? Let's go for. Um... You know, I love fabricated light so much. Let's just do it again. Said number uh, 100. <laughs> I just I had a lot of fun finding all these fucking light novel titles. So. Make you make even more. Yeah. There's a, it's, you'd be surprised how much I still have on the bank uh, later on. Uh, which one was it? Uh, 100. 
100. Okay. Fabricated light for 100. Here we go. Which of these light novel titles is fake? A. Exile in a class trial for poor dexterity because he was dexterous. He lived on his own. Because of his dexterity, he was able to use all the skills and magic of the higher ranks, making him invincible. B. The classroom dictator and the delinquent librarian, an unexpected ro romantic comedy filled with detentions, late fees, and overdue confessions. C. I'm a high school boy and a successful light novel author, but I'm, a, but I'm being strangled by a female classmate who's a voice actress and is younger than me. Or D. The circumstances <laughs> leading to a simple killer princess marriage was a certain magical heavy sashiki warashi. Uh, Lance, you have buzzed in first. What is your answer? I want to believe that C is is real because i would 100 percent see that and buy it like that is such an amazing like title um that said that said that said a is just a is just too fucking long that's just so fucking long that's like unmarketably long uh a you are incorrect that's disgusting <laughs> That's like the entire like back of the book that synopsizes the story. <laughs> it just like words like just go over the spine and lead to the back. Uh, Plenty, I didn't see you buzz in, but I'm assuming you're still trying to figure out yes. which of these light novel titles is fake. Uh, B, I think it's B. Oh, the late fees and overdue confessions sound like something Chat GPT would write. You are correct. It is the classroom dictator oh, and the liquid librarian and unexpected well, romantic comedy GPT. filled with detentions, late fees, and overdue confessions. Uh, apparently, the the successful light novel author and being strangled by a female classmate, that's a very popular light novel. It's so one of the top uh -huh. ones. Uh, and I bet. The, the lore on D is that if you like a certain magical index, uh, this uh the author kazuma kamachi he's wrote multiple light novels and so this light novel has every word of all the other light novels that he has put into one so that's why it has like the sir magical sir magical uh simple killer princess i think is one another one and uh, so it's an original Rashi. story and so uh it's apparently a spin-off in i think the magical index world so Damn. What a self-indulgent fuck. <laughs> so, Man, I go. love my work so much. <laughs> Just smear it all on myself. <sighs> yeah. Uh, you got that trivia question correct? So that means you get next pick on the board. What anime is up next? Ooh. Um, let's talk about Apothecary Diaries. That's pretty fresh in my mind. It is the anime. newest one in the bunch. Pretty good. And already uh, three episodes out, so we have oh. we still have a lot of catching up to do. All three just came out all at once. We only watched one. one? We only watched yeah. one. We only watched one. A lot happened. A lot was told, um, mm -hmm. and animation was amazing. Story was really yeah. well written. You get a good sense of the character. Kidnapping is a yep. very awful thing, and we just kind of it just fucking lost over that normal, real quick. Normal China dynasty. Look, some people to do. fall down when they're kids and you know get strawberries and skid their knees on the pavement. 
Apparently in this world, people get kidnapped when they're children. You know, that kind of stuff is part of growing up. That's how it goes in China. That was one way to get us introduced to the character, the way that she reacts to it. Yeah, not not entirely happy at all of the situation. And uh, she's in a, a section of the, you know, the, the kingdom where it's like, uh, like a concubine, like city, basically. So uh, for her to be like trapped in there and it, it's still kind of similar to the life that she was living uh, before. So I think that's why they they had that, like, that comparison, especially in that first episode where she talks about uh, the white powder uh, and stuff like that right. and uh, seeing uh, the red light district and how they got uh, destroyed by that poison and uh, the same thing happens uh, in the, inside the, the kingdom as well. So uh, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, her whole entire life somehow is perfect for the kind of situation that sh- uh, she's currently in right now. Well, that and she's really, really intelligent. Yeah. The way that she interacts and the her thought process, she's really weird and silly, but any other normal girl from her town would be very, very sad. And maybe what's what's that girl's name from Happy Marriage? Be like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Some of these workers are like, I, I wouldn't say proud, but I mean like, you know, three I mean, square meals all, a day, a salary. In, yeah. But she looks I feel like it's just kind of like logically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very methodical and planned. Yeah. And she's not swayed by... For being super young. Yeah. She's not swayed by um, like looks or, you know, for first appearances and stuff like that. Everyone, uh, the guy, Jinshi, the one that's like kind of in charge of the, the area, everyone like swoons over this guy every time they see him, but... Uh, she 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 does not fall for his uh, pretty boy tricks, and uh, I, I quite enjoy that little dynamic that they have with each other. She acknowledged his beauty, so was just like, yeah. "Oh, that sucks that he can't have kids and pass that on." Yeah, thought thought he was a woman at first too. Uh, uh-huh. when, when they first <laughs> got into the room, beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah. this person. Oh, you know, uh, Mau 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 is kind of like um the girl that MF Ghost Girl. Says that she is. I wish she could be. Yeah. <laughs> like, re- like really smart. Like I'm not like I'm not other like girls. Other like, girls girl. Mal actually I've is not like other once. girls. Yeah, she is not like other girls. Yes, yeah. that's, that's genuinely. For sure, so, but yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, except for 24 episodes this season as well. So all oh, I'm in Toho Animation is uh, uh, gonna gonna be in here for the next couple of months uh, for sure. I think that's a continuous one too. There's no breaks in between. So. Uh, a good couple months of uh, Apothecary Diaries. Okay. Heading back to the board. Pledgy, you have won the last round, so that means you get next pick at the board. Pokédex entry for 100. Pokédex entry for 100. Here we go. Carbink, the jewel Pokémon, can be hunted for its gems by which Pokémon? A. Lycanroc, B, Mawile, C, Sandslash, or D, Sableye? Uh, Lance, our Pokemon master. D, Sableye. You are correct. It is Sableye. Uh, in uh, the Pokemon Sun's entry, it's a fiend for gemstones, so it stocks uh, Carbink. Unfortunately, Gabite almost always grabs them first. Wow. There is like competition for who gets to kill Garbink first. Dang. 
Yeah. Apparently, carb ink is like very, like, uh, there's a lot of it in, in oh. caves and stuff like that. So it's very plentiful. Uh, and they collect a lot of jewels and gems and minerals and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, they do get hunted quite a bit. All right. That means you got it correct. So you get next crack. What would you like next? Let's talk about Dr. Stone, New World Part 2. Hey, Electric Bugaloo. The Electric Pretty Bugaloo continues. A double oh episode for Banger us. Banger-ass episodes. Um, yeah, yep. we watched two of them, right? Yep, two. Okay. First episode, amazing opening for season two. Probably one of the best openings I've seen for season two in a while. Um, this Wait, this was, was this like a part two of... Um, uh, this is the, the, the second, part two of the second core. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The second core opener. Uh, yeah. Amazing opening to the second core of yep. season two. Uh, this has, this continues what I loved about so far. Season two is that, um, the group is smaller. So we have to really laser focus on their talents and what makes them special and why we appreciate when, um, uh kaiju uh when kaiju came uh sorry taiju came back um and he was revived underwater like that was such a like hype moment to mm-hmm. have that strength and reliability back in the group which was like so yeah. hurting for it yeah and then in the second episode when uh kaseki came back like, oh my god, the value this old man has is so <gasps> great. Immediately, yeah. the situation goes from, well, okay, well, this is like an uphill battle and we have to really like use 100% of our brain to figure it out. Like, Kaseki being there just turns everything uh, into a possibility. Yep. So, I really love how they make us appreciate the characters. Yeah, for sure. Because it always like, you know, it's Senku and he's always the leader and, you yeah. know, he's the one that... Uh, gets everyone everything. going but yeah you know you miss one piece you know you miss one gear in this uh, entire system and you know it all falls apart and he knows that that's why uh you can always tell how appreciative he he can be to every single one of his uh science mates because you know he knows he can't do it without them and that's the fun part is is definitely uh every character has a role every character can shine in any moment uh and it's uh it's really fun oh the cliffhanger was excellent for seat for the second episode too with uh kohaku and gin getting um oh my petrified. god getting stoned that yeah. was she's so fucking cool yeah like, that's the first time they got petrified too so yeah like, so it was a big i deal. can imagine the anxiety they had mm-hmm. like the first time they get uh someone gets petrified it's kind of like it has like that weight and they, the presentation really helps how they show, um, mm-hmm. you know, the statues, um, their frozen mm. faces, their final moments before being petrified. It feels like they're being killed. <laughs> yeah. It has like yeah. that, the narrative weight of um, these characters are out of the story. And yeah. And it doesn't just feel like, you know, other shows might be a slap on the wrist. Remember when like um, Yu-Gi-Oh had like that one episode know. in like uh in like the in the kaiba corp oh. simulation and then everyone's getting turned oh, to stone yeah. and i was like okay yeah. well yuki's gonna win they're gonna be right back you know um yeah but there's a point to this because now their talents are 
taken away. Yeah, they're uh, hurt. Yep. Being yeah, lost for sure. Kohaku, the best physical fighter, is gone. Um, Gin is not useful. He's but, there, but he's yep. like the heart. And that he's, he's the, that the lucky factor. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like the X the, factor. Yeah, he's like the he's like the Joker card that maybe you could play and it mm-hmm. could maybe be good. And uh, that's a big deal to remove those two pieces. And yeah. I'd be lying if I said I I uh, applaud them for having the nuts to make me think they could kill a character. Although I, I don't <laughs> I don't think that they'll actually ever kill a character. But that was still yeah, pretty tense. Yeah, I I think you know how that you know they said it over multiple times. You know, especially these past couple episodes that being petrified and then being unpetrified can kind of solve a lot of ailments. Uh, you saw that old man. Yeah, like he can jump around, move like crazy now because like all his like you know his old joints and bones kind of got rehealed. Uh, after the petrification mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. So when I when I saw that, I was like, oh well, then there's like no no problem you know like everything is gonna be very easy if we just get petrified and then unpetrify ourselves kind of thing but you know dr stone has a way to kind of write it into where it still feels like uh, it's like a, even if it's a loss yeah exactly like you know even if they get petrified there's not a hundred percent chance that we'll be able to get them back into uh you know unpetrified state and stuff like that so uh there's always that like sense of edge uh uh that you get with that one so oh just overall i'm really impressed with the story and i really like the villains too uh oh massive upgrades over um what's his face from sukasa uh, sukasa yeah sukasa was he was a nice he was starter a villain like villain yeah he was like yeah. the antagonist yeah it was a very easy mm-hmm. idea to have okay well here's our main character and he's all about science and here's the antagonist uh who's all mm-hmm. about um primal strength over advanced technology hurts but we're so past like cliches like that and these Mm. villains are way more interesting so evil yeah actually fucked up i love how menacing they are yeah the implications too of just this guy about to like non-consensually put himself onto uh yeah Oh my god. And he's not the first dark. one. That's, yeah, that yeah, is quite the a few. They can tell a narrative without, you know, straight up just laying yeah. out, oh, this this guy's a rapist. Um but yeah, so petrifies them to Yeah. To yeah. Oh, and water. the reveal of the who the master is. Yeah. Ooh, and oh the, the, that was really good. He I for, I don't know the villain's name, but he's like gurgling to make it sound like the master was talking. When he started yeah. doing that, I was like, oh, God, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's happening. That's disgusting. It's, this, it's a good yeah, setup. Re- a really, that was a good really reveal. Good way to make you hate him yeah. even more. Mm-hmm. Is, no is, that like, uh, is that like that classic, like, it's not the, the top guy, but it's the guy behind puppeteering, uh, the top guy that you got to worry about. So you uh, can kind of get away with a lot of stuff and, you know, still have this overarching leader that people will still try to believe in and stuff like that. And he mm-hmm. can keep pulling the strings mm-hmm. in the background. Uh, so very interesting for him. So also the fight scene was pretty decent too. I, I thought maybe pretty good. they might have like skimp over it and they kind of did, but I think for the most part, they did a lot better than uh, what we usually kind of get in the, in the Dr. Stone 
uh, sequence. So, uh, okay, buzzes are cleared. Back to the board, uh, Mr. Pokemon Master. You have won the last round, so that means you get next pick on the category. Uh, let's hit up world record for five hundred. All right, here we go. World record for five hundred. Uh, Jay Desheng broke the record for most matches lit with a nunchuck. How nice. many matches did he lit? A, 36 matches, B, 20 matches, C, 44 matches, or D, 57 matches? Uh, Plenty, yeah, buzz in first. What is your answer? D, 57 matches. You are incorrect it is not 57 matches lance you have also buzzed in as well well by pokemon logic you probably don't want to go for the biggest one because that's just a little unrealistic right so you go for the middle one which is probably 44. you caught me on a bad week sir you're correct it is Ah. 44 matches when she went first i 100 wanted to say 57. (laughs) (laughs) i thought i could Uh, reverse psychology thought it was uh, time yeah you gotta have uh, a video with this man <laughs> what the heck does that even look like wow how does he not hit any of their hands well i mean you know that's the hard part right yeah that's the that's why he's a record breaker I think if he hit uh, the their previous hands, record was would break it. 41 and i think he was the re- uh previous record order too so he beat his own record by three well i think i can understand why like who the fuck is thinking of doing this yeah also, I wonder, like, you know, maybe the nunchuck has like a a type of finish oh. on it to where like it like, like strikes the match paper. a little bit easier. Yeah, something mm. like that. Because I find it hard to believe that him just swinging a nunchuck at that speed can actually ignite the match fast enough. It doesn't look like he's swinging it that fast, to be honest. Well, I guess we can hold our head towards him and then see if uh, the impact is hard enough to. <laughs> just light head, head on fire. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one way to find uh, out. All right, Lance. Another one for you. That means another you get one. the next pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about vexations of a shut-in vampire princess. Okay, another new one that uh, we got started last week. How'd you like it? Uh, this one was cute. And um, <laughs> definitely, you know, I kept my door nice and shut the whole the whole time, so yes. I was able to enjoy it properly. My pants off, uh, but this is, is like the dog there. Oh, I mean, my dog is definitely there too. But you know, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, no, right, this, sorry, this anime was really good. Um, the voice acting was on point. Uh, we only saw the first episode, so I, yeah, you know, the animation was great. I wonder how long that'll last. Uh, well, it's project number nine, and we've seen, uh, you know, Tomozaki Kun, uh, I think the Senpai one, Higehiro. Uh, oh my god. This show, I think oh, we watched like a couple shit. episodes of that well, one. You know, as the one we'll connecting see. tissue that I can say <laughs> is that they're all pretty? Question yeah. mark? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. The, the main girl just looks like fucking Tiger from Toradora, so... I was thinking more like, um, I, I don't know, kind of a whole bunch of 
like a little mixture of all yeah kind of like if chat gpt like generated like what does the lolly protagonist look like <laughs> uh yeah probably something yeah. like that luckily the voice acting did carry <laughs> yeah the uh, makama from uh, chainsaw man uh, that was unexpected i she's in quite a bit of shows this season i think definitely did not think she could Expect do a lolly her. voice but she actually does a lot of lolly voices <laughs> Uh, she's the the slave girl from uh, the pig anime too. Wow, uh, other such great hits. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's very busy. Yeah, I think uh, since Chainsaw Man, she's like her roles have been getting more and more uh, frequent. So, another rising star. Um, aside from looking pretty and voice being great. I would like to know if there's really a narrative that they're trying to tell with this show, but maybe that's not the point. <laughs> the fact that, like, you know, the wars that they have with, like, the other countries or races and stuff like that has, like, no uh, consequences. Like, yeah. they killed all those wolf guys, and then they're just, like, got up, like... The narrative oh, fucking is Mondays, huh? that the it's princess fucking... has to wage war and defeat other countries. Otherwise, she's not good as a leader. Yeah. So there really is no, if you're looking for like a deep narrative about like the, the implications <laughs> of warmongering, you're probably not going to yeah, find Yeah, you're probably not going to get that here. Yeah. Nope. She just wants to be queen so she can not work. Not yeah. work. Or that's the yeah. only. And the viewers just want her to be queen because. She would work. It's funny that the queen's a lolly. Yeah, well, also she like has to fake her way to the top kind of thing. Cause yeah, the fake it uh, till you make it is funny. Yeah, because apparently there's so many of these uh, fucking guys that are ready to to take her spot if uh, she slips up even once. But to be honest, I don't know. Most of the guys uh, on her te- on her little like squad or anything like that, I, I'm pretty sure they're. They're already like sewed on her being the leader for the rest of their lives. So, uh, not, I don't really know where you, where you go from there. I don't like, really see the, a lot of the next antagonist? conflict. Um, yeah. aside from, I guess, the cliffhanger girl who, oh, looking at Animulus, I actually thought that was her maid, but it's not. It's just it's another one. girl. Yep. Blue Knight Millicent. Also voiced by Aqua from well, Konosuba. I think that's a spoiler. I mean, I mean, you saw her, so. But yeah, I didn't know I, her name was Blue Knight Millicent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the other guys, at least they're voiced by like pretty. This is a pretty stacked li- list of voice actors. He's yeah, Tanjiro. Uh, he's oh, looks like he's right. the main leader guy. Oh yeah, of the unit. Jun Fukushima. Uh, yeah, Jun Fukushima's in it. Fucking Senku yeah, uh, from Doctor Stone. He got like fucking slapped across the the door and died in that first episode. I'm assuming he'll be back. He'll definitely be uh, back. Not much people die. Yeah. Uh, Denki from uh, My Hero or Becky from Skate. He's also in this. So you got a lot of good good top tier guys voicing uh her her little unit. So definitely the junk food anime. Yeah. Not not too bad, but not too good either. Just no. There. <laughs> uh, okay. Buzzers are cleared. That means we are back to the board. Uh, Lance, you get another pick. 
Um, what would you like next? Let's go Pikmin Treasure for 400. Okay, Pikmin Treasure for 400. Uh, the treasure they are looking at, it is an orange D4 dice. Uh, what did they name this treasure? A, Challenging Dilemma Idol. B, Tough Decision Monument. C, Difficult Choice Totem. Or D, Hard Choice Obelisk. Uh, Lance, you have us in first. What is your answer? Uh, B, Tough Decision Monument. You are incorrect. It is not B. Uh, Plenty, you have also buzzed in. What is your answer? D, Hard Choice Obelisk. You are also incorrect. It is a Difficult Choice Totem. Uh... Here are some of the notes for this treasure. Uh, Olimar says, while exploring, I'm often faced with a difficult question. Which way do I go? North, south, east, or west? A tool like this could be useful in those moments. Of course, one roll will be too <laughs> random. It would be best to roll a hundred times and take the average result. Uh, and then uh, Louis notes, it's uh, climb at your own risk. So, you know, he probably climbed it and probably tried to eat it. So, uh, yeah, both missed uh, this round so that means i get next pick let's talk about jujutsu kaisen we got two episodes in the bank for this one but i definitely want to highlight the the newest episode i think that might have been my favorite fight scene of of the entirety of jujutsu kaisen i think i'm a, just a huge sucker for kung fu movies and yeah. that scene in the bathroom was such a kung fu type scene uh, I just okay. felt, I just felt like watching like Jackie Chan or Jet Li or yeah. uh, you know uh, Ip Man and stuff like that, and just the choreography was amazing. The camera work was was amazing, and uh, the sound effects when when they hit each other, there was like like massive duds in that in that bathroom, mm -hmm. and uh, it really felt impactful. And uh, you know, I think there's the one thing I was kind of missing with Jujutsu Kaisen was that it needed like a very good choreographed fight scene. You know, it's been really good fight scenes. I'm not going to say there hasn't been, uh, but it's been, you know, uh, mainly magic and, uh, you know, Gojo just kind of like finishing it off and stuff like that. But this one was like pure, like hand-to-hand -hand fist combat for the most part. And then mixed in a little bit of actual uh, sorcery magic. And uh, it was really fun and, you know, oh. I actually thought Itadori was going to pull it off in the end, but he got fucking, he got blocked at yeah. that last second. And uh, that was, that was good that Itadori will like win 50% of the time. It feels like now that he, he can die. Well, you know, hi, him can die, but you know, uh, the other one, uh, him would not die. Yeah. That one was, uh, the, okay. Well, let me start by praising the fight because the fight was, mm -hmm. yeah, fantastic. The use of the environment, uh, the way that Itadori kept throwing the grate at the guy was yep. so good because he doesn't have projectiles. So it makes so much sense that Itadori would use the environment more than anyone else to his advantage. When he yeah. um, spun around the the pole yes. and kicked through yes. the, the the walls of the, the toilets, um, to surprise uh the other guy like that was amazing and then it like the camera like tracked him as he spun around the pole <laughs> yeah ran like, around yeah. like you know yeah. i would be shocked if that was in the manga like the to bring this fight to life in the anime 
like Mappa, you could just sense the blood and the sweat of the workers <laughs> sleeping in the office to make this. Yeah, but they definitely that that feels like they penciled that shit in. Like they knew when it was coming yeah, time. The anime when they had looked that at the pages they were of the manga, go they could visualize what they wanted it to look like. And yeah. I, I definitely I would, feel the Jackie Chan in, uh, inspirations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how much they watch because even like the way like Itadori was like uh, his stance was kind of very like Bruce Lee like kind of yeah. a little like drunken drunken fists or uh, uh Do and stuff like that. So it's just really interesting to see that Itadori has like some kind of style you know he just looked like a bruiser like i just punched really hard yeah and stuff like that but you can tell that he's the training with maki and like the rest of the senpais and i'm I'm assuming gojo too is finally starting to kick in and it's helping him out quite a bit in these fights i kind of wish they showed how they trained itadori because you know as cool as his fight scenes are He's always been an amazing fighter and i'm just like (laughs) yeah how does he know how to you know jump 500 feet and then like uh, axel kick someone through the head like that's not something yeah. that you just learn on well i don't know maybe high school teaches you the hard way but uh <laughs> like he is insanely yeah. like in control of himself so i wish they would just show like yeah. even like 30 seconds of um him and panda just going nuts on each other and panda like showing no so now you, this is how you do it itadori like, like that would, oh, that that's, would go a long way that's actually the scene where itadori fights with Toto, that's the explanation because Toto's like, you have an incredible sense of like. Yeah, you're just such a natural fighter. Yeah, natural. That's I think Itadori's uh, shonen superpower. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's like blessed, right? He doesn't have. Well, no, he has cursed energy, but he's superhuman. Yeah, like how Maki is yeah, body superhuman. superhuman. Yeah. So, but now it's all refined and everything like that, and uh, he can. Uh, bring it up to an 11 so it's it's just re- it's just really fun and interesting to see it I, ho- I hope we get to see more battles like that uh out of itadori and it's just not just going to be like black flash uh over and over yeah uh and abuse that so i don't yeah. want a naruto thing with rasengan and i guess that's yeah there's a, a one trick pony kind of uh, a finishing move yeah. yeah it was really cool that they did that callback because it was the same i think the song or at least a different rendition of the same song when they're fighting the other two brothers mm-hmm. and it's like riffing into the the final impact but it doesn't you're like oh they hear it you saw it they were gonna do it fuck yeah you fucked up and then that weird fucking ending <laughs> i don't know how to feel about that one it's just, yeah i want to do feeding spaghetti the ending was so uh, for such a like theory. a high octane right. fight, the ending was so weird and anticlimactic. I think that's what they wanted, though. Yeah, I was, I was not a fan. What's what's like, the theory? My my biggest confusion is um, not really knowing what Sukuna, what his, in, what he wants, what his intentions are. I don't know him as a character too much, but I think from everything that I saw on the screen, it looked like Sukuna being disappointed in Itadori because he died. Looks like the guy that killed him. This is a fucking nobody. And instead of killing, because he doesn't want Itadori to feel like he can be saved, right? Like, fuck Itadori. But I'm going to fuck with this guy Uh and make him think that Itadori was his brother so that he, this guy feels like he just killed his brother just to fuck with him. 
yeah probably the the most fucked up thing you can do to a guy that is mm-hmm. super in love with his family and and avenging his brother and then avenging his brothers and emotionally now he torturing him killed his third brother so yeah i just it's just yeah. weird it's just, it's just uh i wonder how much of it uh is going to be influenced for him from from like moving forward because who knows like is it forever is is he always going to be like itadori is like his brother now and then if they fight again yeah. down the road is he going to be unable <laughs> to pull the trigger or is it just like a one-time thing i just what was uh, the point of that for Sukuna, sure but yeah <laughs> but why <laughs> why why write that in is it to show like Sukuna's abilities i guess so that he can manipulate minds maybe you just get jutsu everyone like we know he's really really strong never seen an ability like that yeah mm-hmm. but maybe it's just a reminder that he's here right like we we haven't seen him much at, or if at all like these past yeah, uh, especially this deal. season and like past like yeah the bottom half of the first season so uh it's been quite a while since we last saw him or even heard about heard his voice so maybe it's just a quick reminder that at any point in time maybe this guy is willing to come on out i i, I mean if he wants to come on out this would be the time to do it with uh with gojo being uh being trapped uh in the in the in the box and stuff like that so I was um, a little disappointed that Sukuna only seems to appear when Itadori is uh, close to death. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him, uh, maybe his influence changing so that he can manifest himself or take over Itadori in other circumstances. Because when he took over, because when Itadori got down, I was like, oh, Sukuna's just going to raise him back up again. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm not, right. so I'm not worried about um, Itadori ever dying or getting close to death because I know Sukuna will always bail him out. I would love to have seen if they did want to like remind us that Sukuna is a thing, maybe like during the fight, Itadori needs to push further than he's ever had to push before in the fight and he wins, but only because Sukuna gives him a little, yeah, a little push, a little boost, a little boost to his attack. And it's definitely like a Sukuna energy and, uh, like a telltale. Yeah. And then Itadori like kills this guy. He's like, Wow, I'm stronger than I thought, but we know that oh, Sukuna is uh, able to manifest himself more now and uh, yeah. influence Itadori's um, actions. Does 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 Sukuna have like uh, like three black marks under his eyes, and then like it's that he has a Itadori has one. Uh, Sukuna has six eyes um, total, I believe. So I feel like that would be like your your tell right there that he's like slowly like yeah, pushing himself to, into it. Yeah, is to have Sukuna's those like, like yeah weird marks under his eyes. Yeah, I would love to see more like Sukuna is. He's at the uh, top, Peter. Gonna oh, take no, over not. more. What the fuck? It's it's ABC on the next page. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like if, I, if like whatever these black marks are, is like his tattoos and stuff like that. We just see like little bits of it on his face, like slowly appearing, and then after the battle like is done, you can see it like slowly disappear. Yeah, on, like a one like, shot. He gets yeah, just a little blinker. You miss like he already has like yeah, that's two marks <laughs> underneath each eye now, and then it goes yeah. away. That would be cool. But That'd be really cool. So. Alas maybe maybe they're saving that who knows there's still quite a bit of the shibuya arc to to go through i think we're only like four episodes in and uh you know nanami is still coming on down 
the fucking A train and Mei Mei is uh, currently trapped with that one, uh, you know, demon or whatever. And then uh, what's his face? Uh, oh my god! To- Tojo took over a dude's body, uh, and now yeah, he's Toji, back. Um... Or Toji. That's a heck of a trick to do to introduce a character in a flashback so viciously tear him from us just as we got to think he's such a cool villain. And then in the next arc, immediately be like, oh, yeah, Toji's back, by the way. Yeah. The fact that he took over as just a body, like his mind is not even like uh, present in that. Uh, the spiritual like connection kind of thing. It was just his purely his body was able to overcome a weak mind. Uh, was really interesting, and it just it keeps homing in that superhuman powers uh, that like Itadori yeah. and Maki and he has. They have uh, like this. They narrative. also talked about it. Yeah. The what is a soul? Yeah, is it they the spirit or the body or the mind or whatever. I love I love how they do these callbacks of what you think is side conversations that make sense for these characters and are so like overworld and vague that mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it matters or it's just like, Oh yeah. Sorcerer talk, you know, fucking bullshit. Sorcerer talk. Yeah. But this, it, it, it means something. <laughs> yeah. It explained uh, a concept for them and goodbye grandma. She got fucking. Oh my goodness. Just splattered. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good goodbye. Scene. That was an amazing scene for <laughs> Toji. I think that was an incredible like comeback scene for to if you're gonna bring a character back who was a previous villain. That's there's no better way than to bring back a villain. F- and their introduction is I'm killing the current villains. Yeah, just to remind <laughs> you that I'm worse than them, or I'm way beyond them. Yeah, I'm I'm all about myself, or I got my own agenda yeah. and kind of thing. Yeah, that little like flash step he did with like no sound, no music, and just him showing up in front of Grandma. Mm-hmm. I was like, who? Amazing reintroduction Sick. of him. Who who gets the fuck with this guy uh, in the Shibuya arc? And I feel like it might be Maki. I, I feel like she might run into him because she's the one that's closest of, above surface. Yeah, like narrative importance that you can do when you bring someone like Toji back and I hope they yeah. really capitalize on this. You got that family connection with the mm-hmm. you can meet Maki his son who he never he got meet, to meet. Yeah. He can meet Fushiguro. Yeah. He never got to really um get to know. Get close, yeah. He could, could be a two on one battle. He could see a world where someone has successfully removed Gojo from the picture that he never got to achieve. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Like, oh my god. There's a lot of things you can do with bringing back a character from so far in or, the past. Or we never see him again. Yeah, maybe he just fucks up and he's like, oh, I'm going to go keep riding on horses now. New body, new me. Yeah. Um, What else? Oh, um, not too big. Daddy Nanami. Yeah, Daddy Nanami and and, uh, (laughs) Nobara. Uh, that scene was pretty brutal. I've had um oh. kind of an issue oh, with the, the minor, the yeah, like the minor uh, antagonists, the minions that um they've been fighting here and there. But um that one dude with the hand sword, they managed to make him uh pretty <laughs> menacing. Yeah, unforgettable. And then season one, and then totally like in like a the, big, the like spotlight. A, not a big deal, but considerable like opponent. Yeah, but yeah, him him like pretty much torturing just slicing up yeah. uh yeah the the their like little 
manager lady. Yeah. Nita. Yeah. I love her. Why would you do so that to someone so cool? Stabbed her right in the ass and then stabbed her below the ass. And I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ. And just kept stabbing her and like that. Yeah. That was where but he was hammering I, home. Yeah, I like that though. Because then it really pushes Nobra to uh, like the extreme, right? Like she doesn't uh, want to see that shit and uh, for her to get angry like that. Because usually she's kind of like concussed. calming. Oh man, when she got concussed and she just fucking like still trying to stay conscious, it was like that was that's a really crazy. Good scene. That was a great. She got up. right in the chin. It was so cool. Yeah. So, but I kind of I kind of like this like ebb and flow with like certain with these characters when their battles and stuff like that. Because last time we saw her, she won her battle with the with the brothers, and it looked like she was like seemingly getting stronger and stronger, and she was already in consideration for like grade one sorcery sorcerer level. Uh, but now, like she can't, she can't beat this guy. And Nanami is like, you know, that that's like the minimal requirement now, as you can see, to be a great one sorcerer. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, interesting to see that Nobra still has quite a bit of work, uh, to get to that level. Uh, okay, I think we got time for one or two more, so I will roll the dice. Six. That's a manageable number. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, time to get rid of Pikmin Treasure. Might be the final time we see Pikmin Treasure. I might have another category filling it in by next week. Ooh. So here we go. Buzzes at the clear. Pikmin Treasure for 300. The picture they are looking at is a frame photograph of two dogs. What was the name of this treasure? A, Companion Show. B, buddy display, C, friendship exhibit, or D, chum show? Uh, both buzzing first, but Plinchy edges out. What is your answer? E, buddy display. You are correct. It is a buddy display. It's one of the last treasures you can get in Pikmin 4. Um, and Olimar's notes, what mysterious and fluffy creatures? I can't find evidence of them in any of the existing creature databases, but there's something familiar about them. It's almost as if I've met them before. I guess I'll chalk it up to an ancient memory that's been imprinted on my uh, genome. And in uh, Louis's notes, I like to take it on rides. I like to take a ride on either of these creatures. So, Louis's and- notes are so inspired in this game. Yeah, and he he was riding the final boss too, which was like a dog-like uh, monster, and uh, he ran away from us when we were trying to save him, and Why is he Louis used so a dog evil? to attack us because he's hungry. <laughs> Why? He's just a hungry dude. I know hungry dudes are just the worst. Just savages. Yeah. Uh, all right, Plinchy, another one in for you. Which one would you like to talk about next? Talk about free run. All right, so let's talk about free run. Quite quite a bit. Oh man, I almost uh, forgot about this. Has happened show. again. <laughs> Another two episodes for us in the books, uh, episode six and seven. Um, all I have to say is it's amazing. It's my top anime. The direction, direct whoever directed this, all the animators, they did such a good job. All the voice acting, oh my god, the writing, it's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like, <laughs> pick one particular thing because this was kind of. Or at least episodes we watch, aside from the battle, was a kind of like a build up. Yeah, we're just still traveling across uh, the region trying to get to our destination. But 
I think my favorite part is Stark and his connection with the Aizen. Like that mm. little moment, like you know, with the uh, with Heater and and Fern. You know, I don't know. I I, don't, I felt like I didn't get enough of like their relationship and like how they grew up and stuff like that and how he took care of her. But I feel like with Stark and Aizen, uh, like. I understand everything because Stark is literally just Aizen. Uh, yeah. And they must have spent a lot more time together too. Yeah. Exactly. In comparison. In comparison. And, you know, you know he's he's just uh, a mini version of him. And I, and I feel like Furin knows that, understands that. And there's just scenes, uh, kind of like the one in my background, where she just smiles at him and she just enjoys talking to him. And I feel like she feels that it's, it's like she's talking to Aizen again. Mm. Mm-hmm. you know it's just uh and she can re- remember those 10 years uh, that they traveled together and uh that makes me very happy that one Freeran is like <laughs> she actually notices these things and she's actually paying attention to other people and stuff like that so that just continues to be her growth as a character mm-hmm. uh, and two she's happy to travel with these guys you know like it's not just about being a master and apprentice or that Aizen asked her asked her to take care of uh of Stark she's truly happy to have uh, have him on the team and uh you know i'm excited for the adventures that they have together i think stark is such a great addition to the team because we have um uh free Ren and um uh oh gosh fern name uh fern yeah mm-hmm. um you know they're super cute together and they have like such a great like Okay, all the characters are very deadpan. I, I I've said this when we we're watching, but uh, they're deadpan in like just so distinctive ways. Mm-hmm. Like Fern is still clearly the responsible one. Um, oh yeah, she's the mom. <laughs> yeah, and um, Stark introduces like another dynamic of just kind of being very innocent, I guess. Uh, like his his way of looking at things and enjoying things and his goal of like I just need to have make great tales so I can um mm-hmm. uh, go bring back to back. my master and, and bring back to him before he passes. Uh like his outlook on why he's on the journey is uh so genuine. Of course, you know, yeah. the other characters want to be on the journey too to have these experiences, but he's so much more um in his own way. Uh, like uh, forthright about just being there because he loves the journey and he wants yeah. great great memories. There's a there's a nice like carefree atmosphere uh, with him, which is surprising because he he was like the coward character at the beginning, right? So I thought he was going to yeah. be like kind of loud and obnoxious and always running away from things, but he's uh, definitely I think- different definitely different i think it i think they just kind of like yeah this is who he was but let's solve it right away and i think him killing that dragon right away uh you know without any like uh problem or like any like build up he he just came in and fucking sliced the fuck out of the dragon i think it kind of just shows like he was ready to to grow up and move on and you know we're not going to waste any time so let's let's fucking uh let's fucking show it and uh now he can be this uh this amazing character I think what I've liked most about um, uh, the characters that they, as they've grown um, over these years, because you know they uh, chronicleize how many years it's been, so we can mm-hmm. understand yeah. uh, 
why these characters, even though they haven't changed too much aside from, you know, of course, physically growing for Fern and uh, I'm sure Stark will start like physically growing too. Um, uh, but Freerun is, jacked. yeah, Freerun is, um, I love to see the way that she has grown emotionally and she gets to show mm-hmm. like her wisdom, her years of experience. And oh yeah, I think my favorite moments are when um, she has that insight that only someone who's, you know, been a been hero around. for <laughs> like just hundreds and hundreds of years, most likely. Um, yeah. When she has like that insight, when she didn't move because she knew that Stark could kill the dragon. Um, even Fern was like uncertain that Stark could, you know, handle the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was 100% confident because she could see that the potential. Yeah. Even though, you know, you look at Stark, he looks like a totally normal adventurer. Uh, she understood his potential. And even in like that, the last episode where we left off where she's in the prison, I love that scene where she talked to the guy who came <sighs> to kill her. Yeah. And it was so ice cold, like, better killers than you have tried to kill me and they and i'm still here and like kind of talk at him yeah like she reminds that i'm not just you know this little girl (laughs) i've yeah i've been here for a while and that there's a reason for that yeah and you know when you mentioned like the different types of like these characters even though they're all deadpan in a way uh they still all like give give off these different vibes that that line that the the leader of the demon guys uh, said that like oh her eyes look like n- there's nothing there but you can tell there's a, a fiery rage uh, mm-hmm. staring at me I was like that's that's awesome that like uh, you know all those years that she's been fighting demons that you know there there's still uh, that kind of emotion uh, popping out for her that she's willing to uh, you know activate and act on and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know yeah. this is kind of a journey where we're not about saving the world anymore, right? We're just kind of going, doing our own thing and, you know, uh, solving, yeah, yeah, solving our own kind of stuff. But uh, that hero part of her still lives and it looks like uh, it's still burning pretty strong. And I can't wait for her to fucking mess up that one dude that thinks he can fucking mess with her uh, yeah. in the yeah. jail cell. send a lackey. Or I forget, he had like a title. But send someone to kill yeah, someone and that he, knows you. He's like threat. acting on his Come own. On. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, he my master thinks you're you're fucking strong, but I I, I have other thoughts and just fucking coming on in to try to try to mess with oh, her. He went there on his own? Yeah. So he yeah. actually he actually is disobeying oh, his I master to go on his own. Um you know, just gonna leave really her alone. Line when um the dude was like sipping his tea, like, huh, he's just acting on his own. But um yeah, and now a, he's dead. That was a great scene. Yeah, uh-huh. that dude is super dead. Uh, <laughs> the flashbacks continue to be my favorite part of Free Run. As much as I love to see, you know, Fern and Stark and Free Run grow, um, I love to see oh, why Free Run is the way she is, and they choose the best memories to show exactly why. Are you Free talking Ren, about the shave ice one? <laughs> uh, I'm talking about like Free Run hating demons. Oh, With the little yeah. demon girl yeah. and. Oh, oh we have, my that was God. yeah. They chose wild. such a a great example of um, that's that classic one. Yeah, it's just such it's just an like amazing example of the morality. Yeah, you want to be the better person, and even if I'm and like, gosh, the 
uh, even if I'm wrong, at least I was the better person. But then, you know, when it finally happens, the demon girl betrays the the mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, the viewer, they so well like manipulate the show, the memory in a way that the viewer knows this was the wrong decision. Yeah, there's there's no high horse to stand proudly on. Like uh, this was wrong to trust this yeah. demon. Yeah, using himo to like kind of showcase that because I mean mm-hmm. he's like your your you know your the uh, quote unquote yeah. the hero yeah mm-hmm. right so he, like he, he, of course he's gonna do us. the right thing always mm-hmm. and yeah. most times or not they're usually right you know mm-hmm. like you know what they want to do uh, for justice is uh, usually correct but yeah that that was all messed up and like that the, when when the demon girl was just like oh how come or how come you say uh, oh. uh, mom a lot. And it's like, oh, because uh-huh. it's tricks you guys. It tricks you guys. It makes you guys lower us. your guard. Yeah. It's so and then simple. fucking the other the the main guy, he he said he said a line similar too, where uh he tricked the uh, the mayor yeah. into saying that like he killed his dad. And he's like, What's a dad? Oh, yeah. He's like, What's Oh yeah, dad? I don't know what that is, but I don't know it what makes that them is. lower their guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like holy fuck. Such an demons. amazing oh god. The villains like, that we've been getting this right. season are so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so they definitely have like a distinct personality and like a, a tick that keeps getting hit over and over, and it, it is such a good feeling way to doing it. So, so crazy to think that people would forget. Like, you lose a generation, and now people don't don't believe in the history. It. Yeah, we're in a yeah. time of peace. Like ch- they've changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which is like such. It's a nice thing. It's a good progress progression for people, mm-hmm. but. That doesn't apply to this world, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's just like how they say, right? Like history always repeats itself. And I think that that kind of comes true where like it, if you get in peace for so long, you kind of just forget that, yeah, you know, you there's still going to be guard, trouble in the world. That the world yeah. is such a nasty place. I love how they tell that story. And they get burned again. So I feel like... evil monsters. Yeah. You know, the more we travel up into this you know the the continent and stuff like that i think the more we're going to keep seeing uh these kind of demons and stuff like that because there's like a battle right or something some kind of war happening yeah, outside the town there itself. is like a stalemate at this town that uh they are holding off uh there's still you know, monst- there's still like monsters in this world uh there's like a something like a magic caster i think her name is like aura or something like that yeah i guess leading, she fought like, feed in yeah she's before leading demons uh, against the humans and this town's holding it off yeah, so I'm I'm very curious to see like when we like get into that like how how that goes because if if, she, if we had fought her before that means we're gonna get like a nice flashback of what happened in the previous yeah. battle and I would like to see uh, how the old see that, the whole yeah. old troop did that yeah I'm sure we will we get treated every time oh yeah. man I hope we get to see a flashback we have we've seen them in like pretty pretty calm and you know um character developing kind of moments where they get to sit around and cruise and and uh and talk with locals and establish who they are but i would love to see the old heroes fight like full on like yeah see them at their yeah, at their at, full power at their peak as a team for sure so so she sends like i i can only assume that like at the end that you know fern and stark and and fear and they're that that combination of parties is going to be a lot stronger than 
what it was previously because it already looked like Aizen was already like wow Stark you're already like way stronger uh, yeah. than me than I could ever be uh, I think I think that was that flashback where he like punched him in the face and stuff like that so uh, I'm kind of curious to see uh, what the the level is and then like imagine like what Stark and Fern can be above that because I'm assuming you know they're pupils for a reason they're, they're supposed to suppress their masters uh, in a way so excited 20 28 episodes for this season so wow. uh we got that extra couple like three or four episodes of the first week and now we're just uh smooth sailing for the the next couple months so uh okay well with that looks like uh i think we exhausted everything we want to talk about uh this week you guys also destroyed my board and now i have to <laughs> oh you're filling welcome. it up again yep uh but that's all the time we have for this week's episode of the podcast uh so thank you very much for watching or listening to this week's episode uh please like comment subscribe share follow do whatever you can to help support the podcast on whatever you're listening in on uh whether it be podbean spotify apple and uh, hopefully soon youtube as well once i uh fully get caught up with the with the old episodes which are still slowly releasing uh as we speak uh, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, or TikTok at the We Power Hour. And uh, if you're looking for us playing video games, go head on over to our YouTube channel and uh, subscribe and hit the notification bell there, uh, so you can be notified when we do uh, live streams, usually five days a week. And then uh, if you're looking for more recorded gameplay sessions, we do have a Let's Play series. Uh, I'm trying to get new episodes out uh, fairly soon on Danganronpa 2 and Sonic Frontiers. Uh, so hopefully uh, you guys can look forward to that you know like those videos when they come out and uh, comment on them I think someone's already been commenting on some of the other uh, old videos that we have so uh, slowly getting there you suck uh, building this community yeah <laughs> you sh- well you're not wrong <laughs> but uh, no, other I'm than sure that I'm sure they're very positive and constructive n- no no, they're all sauces, Sue's. Um, but other than that, it is time for us to head on out. Uh, so we see you guys same week time, same week place. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.